Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. You're talking to a real trust skeptic. Trust is probably your least favorite word. I really don't like it, but I genuinely don't like it. <laughs> you really don't. But I think it's because I don't, I'm not very good at trusting. I, I think like trust has to be earned. There's four concepts around trust. Okay. There's knowing, there's faith, there's hope, yeah. and there's trust. So not everybody has trust issues. Not everybody has faith issues. Not everyone carries hope yeah. or feels hopeless. And not everyone is in touch with their knowing. Knowing means what? Discernment. So knowing the difference. Knowing the difference. Yes. That's really connecting to truth, the absolute truth, not some biased idea that you have that's okay, been fine. shaped by So knowing is objective analysis. Well, not even analysis. It's just instant. You recognize. When you are in touch with your truth that is not yeah. based on some pain or trauma that is yeah. shaped by your mind, it's instantaneous. And some call it intuition, but it's not. It's instant recognition. It could happen with a person. It could happen with your purpose, where you could see somebody and just know, you know what? I have to know that person. It's your knowing. That's knowing. That's hope knowing. is just hope as we know what hope is. Hope reflects our deepest desires. Not wants, desires. Faith. It's believing that an unknown force or something will intervene or ensure our highest good, but that you are not alone. And then trust is... Trust is believing that no matter the motivation for an act or the outcome, it will be in our highest good always. So basically trust is there's a reason for everything. Yes. I feel hope and knowing I'm all right with. <laughs> Faith and trust, shit shows. And actually, I would say personally, uh-huh. my trust issues are related to my faith issues. Everything exists on a spectrum. You can have trust without faith, or you can have hope without knowing. Yeah. And we're just sort of flowing between things. Okay. So it's okay if you're not 100% of trust, 100% in hope and mm. faith and mm. knowing. Yeah. But what happens is that if you don't have any at all, what happens is that in relationship, what we tend to do then, yeah. we're looking for people to complete that. So let's say I'm not very good at trusting. So I... I pick people who trust me more. Yeah. Because then it, it, so then it reinforces this idea that, oh, maybe I can be trusted and then they can trust. But I feel like the people I pick tend to show me that I shouldn't trust them, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like when I've trusted, it's blown up in my face in some way. So what underpins our lack of trust are usually is an experience of betrayal. We've been betrayed by somebody, you yeah. know, some unmet expectation in which we were pretty invested emotionally. I think it was more lots of little ones. What we've always kind of said about those patterns repeating. At some point, something happened where I felt betrayed. And then that betrayal just echoed and echoed till eventually I just stopped trusting. And it's not that I don't think they love me. And it's mm -hmm. not that I don't think they care about me or anything like that. That's not, that's not it. But you didn't say, I feel that they love me. Because okay. it's the emotional connection that builds that trust. But we've shut down emotionally because we've been so hurt that a lot of these connections come through the mind. And yet the lack of trust is telling you this could all change. One day I could send a text and they'll be gone. Because you're not sure that they care about you as much as you care about them. You believe yeah. that you're much more emotionally invested in the relationship than anyone else. And so for you, not trusting that is not trusting your motivation for being emotionally invested or that somehow that is a misguided feeling. I would say that my past experiences taught me to not trust my emotions 
towards mm-hmm. someone else because a lot of the time it's blown up in my face and by extension not trust their motivations towards me I trust myself apart from when it comes to reading emotions of others knowing where I stand with others mm-hmm. I trust that I know I'm going to be able to react in a way that will be in my best interest at the time as much as I can control that but I don't trust that I'm recognizing the situations I'm in yeah. accurately and so how do you avoid that how do you stop that pattern except that's what happened and that's okay exactly making your peace with that moment or those moments and holding that okay i understand where this came from how can i have compassion for something i don't remember you don't have to if you don't know what the thing was then then it's just knowing that okay i don't trust people going to that very core piece how do you learn to trust elevating every experience to the why what am i believing about myself that they are reinforcing well first of all these there's always the initial question what is the worst that can happen will it kill you because that's what most people are afraid of there's that fear there's the fear that underpins the issue that's what you're perpetuating over and over because it's not going to kill you no but we're all scared of getting to that place where we find out that in fact we are unlovable and that would kill us exactly because we are than realizing I am not enough love. And that's the lie we've been told time and again that we then internalize and then created the stories that we created for ourselves. I am not enough love meaning I cannot love enough or I am not loved enough. It's both. So many of us came into this world believing in our own power, not just to affect change, but that people would see our light, see who we are, and and that things would just sort of click. The deeper experience of our betrayal has to do with the fact that our existence, like this, this experience in this world, was not at all what we expected. And you're not alone. I find that I think most people lack that trust because they came into this world expecting one thing and got an entirely different experience on a spiritual level is what I'm talking about I'm talking about that soul level and that created a great deal of pain and that pain led to this dissonance okay well if I'm going to make it I'm going to survive this lifetime, then I'm going to have to shut down. When we shut down emotionally, what happens? You're not sourced by love. And when you are not connected to your emotional body, you're only able to function from your mental body and your physical body. If you've had experiences where you felt betrayed and you shut down, Mm -hmm. then you can only ever live so far. Exactly. It's not your heart telling you, oh, let's not get hurt again, so let's not do this. It's your mind telling you. So when you say the mind you say think and when you say the heart you say feel you exactly feel yes okay when you're operating from your mind and okay. your mind is telling you well you can trust this person you can't trust this person and look at the evidence ultimately is telling you you cannot trust yourself you cannot trust what your heart is telling you to love or care about this person does the mind really know that because our greatest intuition our greatest knowing comes from the heart. The heart is what's discerning. The heart can recognize that, yes, I can love you. And this experience, whether you betray me or not, whether you meet my expectations or not, discernment and these experiences of disappointment and unmet expectation is what teaches us boundaries. And these disappointing experiences, that's what they're meant to teach you. Okay, well, now my heart knows. Boundaries are set by the heart. Not showing trust in your capacity to love and shutting down then only limits your experience. I'm just going to do whatever my mind tells me to do. So what you're saying is loving people isn't the problem. Ever. It's knowing when to walk away. It's knowing when that person is not deserving of your love. So when you go back to really loving yourself, fully accepting mm. yourself. Which is just accepting it is what it is. Exactly. That that was just an experience. When we can find that level of self-love, that no matter what happens, that doesn't 
doesn't change. Because that's what we were taught, either by our parents, someone else who betrayed us. Oh, wait, I'm going to be hurt. Somebody that I loved unconditionally hurt me, so I cannot fully love. And then we start to shut down, shut down. When you break open that mm-hmm. love is when it's all possible again. So how can you break open that love? Well, first of all, stop telling yourself by your relationships and your actions that you are not lovable. It's easier for me to say this than to really, for some to do it, but walk away from the situations that continually hurt you. Because so many people have pretty much set up their lives to reinforce the lie. That most of them are in these toxic relationships or scenarios or job situations, things that they cannot get out of or they believe that they cannot get out of because they don't have the courage to say, you know, I love myself enough to not. And the moment you take that single step of love, then all the it's a house of cards. The cards fall. I've had good and bad experiences in a romantic setting because I'm not so keen on trusting Mm -hmm. and because I maybe don't think that it's going to work out in my favor. I tend to remember the bad stories and, and tend to ignore the good ones. I also tend to be attracted more to the bad stories than to enjoy the good ones because it because it reinforces the story because you're always picking experiences that are going to reinforce your belief that you will be disappointed that you shouldn't trust that there is no faith what happens is those experiences keep happening to you so you keep reinforcing it it keeps going on and on and on and on so if you want to learn how to trust Mm -hmm. the first thing you need to do is put yourself in situations where it's possible to trust. Trust yourself okay. to put yourself in those situations. Okay. Because you're, much as you think you're trusting yourself to, you're not. Yeah. So for example, of late, instead of doing what I could have done in the past, which is continually text someone who didn't seem that interested mm-hmm. or show myself to be available in situations where I wasn't really available or compromise my time in order to give it to someone else for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I'm now going, no, actually, that doesn't suit me or no, I don't think you're going to give me what I want or no just saying no to things that aren't a hell yes basically yeah (laughs) i'm choosing myself Mm -hmm. and that's how you break the cycle of trust precisely yeah because then eventually you start trusting yourself which means then you can trust other people exactly and it's choosing yourself not your pain so it's choosing it's choosing a different story than to choosing to perpetuate the pain you've already experienced Mm -hmm. or being willing to end the story so recognizing that okay if i walk away from this i can end the story yeah and that's scary for some people because they usually want to jump from one story to the next without a break so let's say you're always expecting to have your trust broken or you're expecting someone to do something they don't and that inadvertently breaks your trust like what's the relationship between expectations and trust then when we don't believe in our purpose or in ourselves yeah when we're not connected to our paths or when we can't read the other person our minds tend to fill in the blanks tends to start to fill in the story kind of start to think about all the ways in which they could serve us or we need to serve them to elicit a particular response And that's because we don't trust that however this is going to play out is going to be fine. I will be fine at the end of this. I don't know what that means. Maybe this person will disappoint me. Who knows? And that's when I go back to, well, really, what's the worst that can happen? This person disappoints you and then what? Trust tells us that in any time and place, however things played out, it was never going to be any other way. And that's your lesson. My need for control is to avoid those situations where had I done something differently, Mm -hmm. the outcome could have been in my favor. Yeah. So maybe if I'd said something different, maybe if I'd worn something different, maybe if I looked different, Mm -hmm. uh, felt differently, it didn't work out in my favor and Mm -hmm. it's my fault. Yes. Somebody is assuming blame, whether it's you or the other person. Then there is no trust because you're saying that you are the 
only person that's in charge of your whole destiny, which is mm-hmm. obviously where faith comes in. Yes. Because obviously you'll have no faith if you think you're the only one in control of your own destiny. You're trying to control everything because you're trying to get your desired outcome, which is going to make you happy. And you <laughs> think it makes you happy for whatever reasons you or stories you've created throughout your life, that that is what will make you happy. And we're putting aside the idea right now that often people, they know what makes them happy and mm, sometimes they're not exactly quite right about that. That's the next podcast. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you leave nothing to chance. Right. Because if you don't control it, mm-hmm. it'll hurt you. Mm-hmm. Because in the past, when I didn't see it coming, mm-hmm. it blew up in my face. Mm-hmm. So let me try and cover all eventualities. <laughs> Which is exhausting. Yeah. It's an exhausting way to yeah. live. Mm-hmm. But if what you say is true, it was always going to happen the way it was meant to happen. And control is just a construct Absolutely. that we tell ourselves, mm-hmm. which goes to that fate and destiny thing, which I've had huge issues with, yes. which I guess is tying in with this trust and faith stuff. Absolutely. If it was always going to work out the way it's meant to work out. In that given time and place. That frees you from the control. Because you might as well just do whatever the fuck you want to do because it's all going to be the way it's meant to be anyway. Follow your heart's desires. And let the chips fall where they may. Because it will not kill you as much as you fear it will. As a parent, I live with this. There's a lot of trust and faith and hope and knowing that a parent has to exercise all the time. I mean, I have all of that in spades when it comes to myself, my husband, other people. But when it comes to your children where you feel so terribly responsible for their life experiences, I also have to trust But there's also free will. We are allowed free will. We cannot. It's the one thing that we don't really get a say in is the will of another person. And their choice cannot control that. So funnily enough, the one thing that can hurt us is the one thing we can't control. But it's the one thing we desperately try to control. Yes. But then I wanted to go back to the fate and destiny bit because I know you struggle with that. Massively. Most people do. And it goes back to that concept of contracts, how we are going to realize love in this lifetime. Mm. I once had a mentor who said, the moment you are very clear about your purpose, everything in the universe will conspire to get you to your destiny. But it's really about getting to know your purpose. That's often the greatest challenge. And so everything we do, what we invest ourselves in, projects, work, etc., is merely an expression of that love, which is why so many things have become so intolerable. Because the more tuned into love we are, yeah. the less we are tuned into all the artifice that we thought love was, like sacrifice. And so the lesson in that and understanding where we can't necessarily control our fate and destiny, especially in relationship, is then knowing, but I know I will be okay no matter what happens. You're saying the only thing you can trust is that you're going to be okay. That's trusting yourself. But how then do you trust other people? Because your well-being and your happiness is not to ever be predicated on somebody else or their actions. So you don't trust other people? Well, no, you trust them. You trust that your interaction with them is genuine. That's how you trust other people, that you trust that what you feel when you're around them and how they feel towards you is right. I will say this. Like attracts like. The more you trust yourself, the more you're going to attract people who trust themselves which makes them trustworthy. It's often the self-doubt that gets picked up on. So if I trust myself, I'm much more likely to attract someone who trusts themselves. We're much more likely to be trustworthy mm-hmm. to each other. So it starts and ends with trusting yourself. Trust is a choice. I can either choose to believe that it's going to continue happening, or I can choose a different story. When we're saying, how do you learn to trust? How do you break open? Well, it's very simple. You choose to with the knowledge that if it doesn't work out in your way mm-hmm. the worst that happens is that you just pick yourself up dust yourself off you learn whatever lesson you were meant to learn 
and you keep going and you trust that that was meant to happen too. That it probably wasn't in your highest good. Yeah, so you do, you get what you give. If I choose that it'll be a different story, yeah. it will be a different story. And whatever the outcome, it's still a different story. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.